All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash own your style. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core things. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This is not Amy Brown. My name is Kat Defada. And if you have no clue who I am, I actually co-host The Fifth Thing on Tuesdays with Amy here on Four Things with Amy Brown. And today I'm doing a little podcast takeover while she is vacationing on the beautiful island of Hawaii. Now, for those of you who are new to me, hello. I am a therapist here in Nashville, and I host my own podcast, You Need Therapy, that comes out every Monday and Wednesday. So if you have not ever checked that out, I would love you to do that. And today, what we're going to do is a little fun Thanksgiving-themed four things, because if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, you're listening to it on Thanksgiving. And the first thing we are going to talk about are my favorite holiday traditions. So this is not going to just be Thanksgiving. It's also going to be Christmas. There are going to be some things that I grew up doing and also some things that I want to start doing as I actually create my own family moving forward with our guest for the second thing, my fiance. You guys know him as Big P. I know him as Patrick, but in the second thing, I'm going to bring my fiance, Patrick, on. This will be his Four Things debut. We talk about him a lot on the fifth thing on Tuesdays. Uh, I know he's very excited to be coming on to talk to you guys. He's done a couple episodes with me on uni therapy, but he's never done fifth thing, four things. So he's going to come and talk with me about how we have combined our families and how he 
combined his family's growing up because his his parents were divorced and so he had two holidays every holiday and now he kind of has three so we're going to talk about how to navigate that the third thing is a very fun thing i'm bringing to you two of my favorite dessert recipes because that's what i'm bringing to thanksgiving this year and i'm going to share with you why i love them and what they are and then the fourth thing i'm going to talk a little bit about body image during the holidays. I am a eating disorder and body image focused therapist. And so that's kind of my bread and butter when it comes to the therapy I do. And the holidays can be a tough time with that stuff. So we're going to talk about it a little bit in the fourth thing. So let's just get into it. Okay, so let's talk holiday traditions. And what's interesting is when I sat down to think about what my favorite holiday traditions were, not a lot of things came to mind, not because I didn't like the things we did. We just didn't have a lot of actual traditions. And the ones that we did do, I later learned were not actually very unique to my family. For example, my mom always got everybody in our family matching pajamas on Christmas Eve. So she would give all the guys in my family one set and the girls would all wear another set and everybody would be matching. And apparently everybody does that. (laughs) I guess I learned that more when like social media became a thing, but growing up, I just thought it was our family and I thought it was very special. And so that still is a special memory for us. And I actually took that on with me and Patrick because sadly my mom is no longer providing us. Actually, my mom did buy me Christmas pajamas this year, but they weren't matching ones with the whole family. So I actually last year was Patrick and I's first Christmas together and I was like, I'm going to carry this tradition into our family. And well, it actually created a little bit of conflict for us because I thought I was doing this really kind, sweet thing. And I got us the Buffalo check. Uh, If you don't know what that is, it's kind of just like a black and white checkered pattern, which is a holiday pattern. And I got us the Buffalo check pattern. And then black t-shirts because I wanted it to be, you know, gender neutral. We could both wear them. We, I don't know. They looked nice. And Patrick told me, thank you. I really like these pajamas, but I want you to know these aren't Christmas pajamas. These are just winter pajamas. And I'm pretty sure that I shut myself in my bedroom and I might've shed a tear or two uh, after he said that. And it wasn't so much because I wanted to be dramatic about the pajamas in general. It was more, I was really excited to start this new tradition with my now partner. And it kind of felt like he was like, oh, like this is good, but like, it's not really Christmassy. And just kind of watered down what I was hoping to create for us, which he apologized. And it was actually really helpful for us after we talked about it, where he got to pay attention to the meaning behind what I was doing. And I got to pay attention to how maybe I assume things that he says that aren't true because I hear something differently than what he's saying. He didn't say he didn't like them. He just said, hey, you know, there's no Santa Claus on these. So, you know, maybe this year we're going to have Santa Claus on our pajamas. I also grew up as one of four kids in my family. So really early on, my parents decided to have us draw names for Christmas gifts which then we would each give one of our siblings one gift instead of buying a gift for all of our siblings. And I feel like this probably started as a way for my parents to save money because, I mean, 
obviously back then they were the one that was buying the gifts that then we were giving to our siblings. So it probably just helped them save money back then. But now it really does help us because there's eight of us now. We each have a partner and then some of them have kids. We have nieces and nephews and that's a lot of gifts to buy. And I really like being able to buy one quality gift versus a bunch of things that maybe nobody even cares about. And when we were kids, what I really liked about this tradition, not that I got less gifts, because I think back then I was like, no, I want everybody to buy me something. But as kids, what we would do is the night before Christmas, Christmas Eve, after church, we each got to open that one gift. So we got to open one present on Christmas Eve, two if you count the pajamas my mom would give us, and then the rest of our presents would we would save for Christmas Day. And now we each kind of have our own things going on during the day, but we usually all go to my parents for dinner on Christmas, and that is where we open our sibling presents. And it still gets to be this really fun time where we each have our own families, but we get to come back and enjoy something that we grew up doing, which is really special and I really appreciate Now, some honorable mentions for family traditions that we did around the holidays. You know how food is like nostalgic? There are certain foods that really aren't holiday foods per se that we would just make around the holidays that we still have to do just for the sake of doing them. One is homemade Chex Mix. And if you have ever had warm out of the oven Chex Mix, oh my gosh, it is the best thing in the world. It makes like the actual Chex Mix you buy like at the grocery store, like not even worth it. Like it's like, oh yeah, that's fine. But like, have you ever had warm homemade Chex Mix? It's so good. And you can put whatever you want in it, which I really like too, because when you buy the bag of Chex Mix, it's the same stuff every time, right? You can add Cheez-Its, you can add peanuts, you can add honey roasted peanuts. My grandma would add Cheetos, which is interesting, but I liked that. Different kinds of pretzels, like Cheerios, all kinds of stuff that you can just add and and make it your own, which I think is really fun. Homemade Chex Mix also makes a really good gift if you wrap it in a cute kind of container or box or tin, which can be if you have kids and you have to give teacher gifts, that can be a really fun, intentional way to make an inexpensive gift. So I'll try to find that for you because I'm talking about some recipes later. So I'll try to find that so I can give you the Chex Mix recipe as well. So you can make that for all of your families and friends and everybody involved. I also have a feeling that the recipe is on the back of the Chex box, Chex cereal. And then the other food that's very nostalgic is, I don't know if anybody else makes this, but we grew up making chicken Caesar pizza on Christmas day for lunch. It's just like the Pillsbury pizza dough and we would put mozzarella cheese, Caesar dressing, grilled chicken, lettuce, and Parmesan cheese on it. And it is so good. I actually think I brought that for my first Thanksgiving or Christmas or something with Patrick's family. I don't know if they loved it as much as I do because I think part of the reason I love it is the nostalgia, but it is so good and also so easy to make. Now, I've been talking about traditions that I've had with my family of origin growing up. And what's cool about that is I get to take some of those into my own family that I'm creating with Patrick. And I'm really excited to do that, like the Christmas pajamas that didn't go so well on year one. 
But the other thing is we get to sit down and talk about what the traditions that we want to take into our families moving forward ourselves. Maybe there's some from his family. Maybe there's some that we just want to make up on our own. And I find that very exciting. And I want to encourage everybody that even if you have had a family for years and you're not just getting married this year like I am, you get to start traditions and create traditions whenever you want. And I don't foresee Patrick and I being the kind of family that does a 5K on Thanksgiving morning. However, I do really think that is a valuable thing and a cool thing. I like the idea of like waking up together, getting the day started outside. I think that's great. There was a family I grew up next to that would do like obstacle courses and stuff during the day. I never quite understood what they were doing. They would do these runs around the neighborhood. It felt like they were like on a hunt. Maybe they were playing capture the flag. They just did a lot of games outside and it always looked really fun. I one year tried to do like a minute to win it Olympics with my family, but nobody was interested except for me. So I'm thinking that might be something that when we have kids that are old enough, we might do that because I'm a sucker for games. And I think our holidays will involve a lot of cards, a lot of puzzles, just a lot of fun, laughter, silly, not so serious conversations that kind of get some people into some trouble during the holidays. So if you guys have any fun traditions that you would like to share, I would love to hear them. You can actually email me, Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com and share those with me. I can share those on an episode of you need therapy. And it might be really helpful if you're wanting to, you know, start and add some new things to what you guys do with your family or what you do personally. That might be a really fun thing for us to all share those together. All right. I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, This just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories and they cut out the cost of the middleman and they pass the savings on to us. So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this 
open knit cover up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. All right. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you. Or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. Second thing. Okay, now for the second thing. I promised you guys that I would bring the famous Big P on to talk about family dynamics during the holidays, and that is what we're doing. I have Big P, a.k.a. Patrick Van Buren, in the studio, and before we get to the content that he's here for, I would like to hear if there's anything, Patrick, you would like to say about the Christmas pajamas that I bought you last year. First, thank you for buying them for me. (laughs) Um, You're welcome. Secondly, I didn't know buffalo plaid was a thing. Never seen it in my entire life. Never? I mean, I'm sure I've seen it, but it never like registered my brain. It was just like, that's a pattern. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, Definitely not a Christmas pattern? No, never associated with Christmas at all. So when you said you had Christmas pajamas for me, again, I was expecting like, the Grinch to be like plastered on some pajamas that we we're going to wear, which is fine with me. And then I said, these aren't Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what I should have said. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, should have just said, thank you for the pajamas. <laughs> well, isn't that so sweet <laughs> that you can recognize that maybe that wasn't the best thing to say. And I can also recognize that I might have overreacted. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I I think there's some fault both, both sides there. Yeah. I just was so excited about starting a new tradition with you which did you have any traditions growing up around the holidays whether it's thanksgiving or christmas more so just like of things we did like always went up to west virginia on christmas day like got up early okay. open presents at 5 a.m then went up to west virginia or you know go to my grandparents on christmas eve night to do either present swap and then turn it into dirty santa. santa so nothing too crazy well those are traditions yeah, but it's not like, I don't know, I feel like people have like little weird things that they do, and we didn't really have that per se. What's a weird thing that... 
Uh, I, I don't know. Like, what's the thing where it's like you find the pickle in the tree or something like that? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Somebody was talking <laughs> about this because one of our friends texted me and was like, there's a guy dressed up as the Christmas pickle. <laughs> I think it was a Halloween costume or something. And I was like, the Christmas pickle? What is the Christmas pickle? What are you talking about? What is that tradition? I don't know what it is, but I know there's an, like, it's an ornament that's a pickle. Maybe they, at one point, they actually have real pickles that they put in there. But whenever I've heard about it, it's an ornament. That's a pickle, and you have to like find it in the tree, and it's like hidden somewhere. So, like the whole family is lunging towards the tree. I think if you're maybe like under twelve, you're doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I've never done it. My family's never done it, but I have heard that it is a thing. But yeah, that's something like that where it's a little kind of kooky that your family maybe does. I don't. We didn't really have that, or at least I can't think of it right now. We didn't have anything like that either, but I feel like we'll have some fun, weird, kooky traditions. I'm, I, tr- I'm, I, I guarantee it. I one year tried to do, I said this in the first thing when you weren't here, but I tried to do like a minute to win it Olympics with my family one year, but nobody would play any of the games with me. So, so you put in a lot of effort to get No, it. I didn't get anything ready. Uh. I was like trying to <laughs> rally people and was like, we could do this. We could do this. I probably was like trying to do obstacle courses and stuff like that. And they just wanted to relax. But I feel like our we'll be doing that with our children, and they will like it. Okay. <laughs> Just make them like it. Okay. Okay. So I'm I brought you here to talk about two things that are basically the same, but two different kind of examples of it. So around the holidays, it can be really fun and exciting to spend time with family, but it also can be very anxiety provoking and stressful because of balancing what family you're spending time with and. I had the experience growing up that my parents stayed together and we all moved away from both of our extended families. So it was just us. So we never really had to split time. We didn't really travel anywhere because we're always playing sports. So it was pretty easy growing up knowing what to expect. And there wasn't a lot of, from my parents, having to balance holidays with their families. But you have a different experience because your parents divorced when you were young. Yeah. So how did you balance, what was that like for you as a kid balancing when you were going to be with who and how you were going to do things? Yeah, I mean, it kind of was a little, it could be stressful. You know, usually around the big holidays, was trying to split time as much as possible. So again, growing up, Christmas would be Christmas Eve with my mom's side here in Nashville and then wake up, like I said earlier, wake up. At 5 a.m., open presents, and then we hit the road to West Virginia, you know, six-and-a-half-hour drive every every Christmas morning uh, to see kind of my, my dad's side of the family. So that was always kind of, like, interesting and, and really, you know, never had a Christmas where I actually, like, sat and relaxed and, you know, opened presents up and, you know, do the whole... Um, okay. So this is interesting because we just had a conversation because we're getting married in February, so this is our second holiday season we've spent together. And we have, I think, tried really hard and done a good job of balancing time between all of the things that we've been through so far. However, all of our families live in Nashville area, so we have the ability to see them all. And I, like I just said, I grew up being in one place. So I was at my parents' house. I would go to my parents' house. Now I've I've had experiences of going and spending the morning at my brother's house, but then we all go to my parents' house. But it's it's still pretty simple and laid back and not a lot of moving around and a lot of downtime. And so the way our holidays, we've set them up now is 
we've done our best to kind of hit everybody and give everybody equal amounts of time because we have the ability to do that right now. We live in the same area. We don't have kids. There's nothing else going on. However, what we miss is something I've had, but you don't miss that because you never had it. No, I was always on the kind of move. I love having just a day somewhere, just knowing where you're going to be. That's where you're going to be. You can like kind of set up shop, have a drink or play a game or watch a movie and relax, help somebody cook something. I like just being somewhere versus getting somewhere and waiting to go to the next thing because I don't feel like I can be as present. Yeah. I mean, I guess to me it would be like, can you shove as much fun things in a short amount of time at each spot? I mean, because, you know, usually it's like each spot, the people there are happy to see you and want to make the most yeah. of that time so i you know i didn't i don't feel like a, as like waiting around for the for the next thing well it's not waiting around it's it's that i know that there's something coming so it's yeah. i have that in the back of my head of i can't just like be here for a prolonged period of time yeah. i'm like looking oh is it do i have to leave yet not like i want to leave but we have to get to the next spot yeah. the next dinner the next meal but something that's also interesting is that your parents are not together anymore but you Guys all do holidays together now. Yeah, man. That probably started, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago. Just, you know, started out with a Thanksgiving. Everybody's come, come together. And I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> I, I was like... Do you uh, know what to expect? Like, you, mean, you, you mean mom was coming over here too? Like, oh, okay. That's that's wild. No, not didn't know what to expect. I mean, you know, my parents have always been cordial, at least as long as I can remember. So it's never been... You know, it, it shouldn't catch me by surprise, but um, it's not like they we're hanging out all the time together either. Yeah. So um, in the same place uh, that wasn't like my elementary school basketball games or something like yeah. that. But um, yeah. So, so the last few holidays before I started dating you was more so like I did get a chance to kind of sit and sit in one place and, and kind of enjoy things. Well, I think Christmas, we usually kind of still, That's split so up, but, different. but Thanksgiving, uh, you know, we've been doing it together. So, yeah. So what I want to emphasize for people who are struggling with this time of year is there is a balance you can have of being mindful and thinking about other people and also being mindful of yourself because these holidays are holidays that you want to enjoy and you want to have good experiences in and if we focus all of our energy on people pleasing, me and you are going to get in an argument because there might be resentment built up about things that I want for our family or X, Y, Z, if we're always looking at people outside. And that's one of the most difficult things that happens when, not even when people get married, but when adults end up being these long-term partnerships is they don't end up ever really leaving their actual home their family their old home their family of origin they still are participating in that family as if they're still one of the kids and so I have to do what mom says and I have to do what dad says and I have to go where they're going versus I can look at my family as a family that stands alone and I want to be involved in those families I obviously I don't want us to have Thanksgiving by ourselves right (laughs) I want us to be at those places and be with people and I like I enjoy being with large groups of people personally. So how do we look at our family system and what's best for it in a way that can also match up with what other people are doing, but we also have to ask ourselves what is good for 
us if that makes sense no which as a, as a kid you don't get to ask that question as no, a kid, you, you, you kind of do what you're told and and before you have freedoms of a driver's license or anything like that you kind of just have to yeah. go along with it but no I, I i definitely agree with you on that and you know i think last holiday season we we're kind of just feeling out how how it was how going to work and, and this one i kind of we're kind of sticking to a similar plan but i'm sure when you know we start having kids and stuff like that like it just, it just won't be the same, you know, yeah. it, it, it kind of has to change out of necessity again for our, our own well-being as well. So. Yeah. Well, and I think that's important for people to hear from all perspectives. I know when my siblings started getting married and having kids, I felt some sadness and grief because it wasn't the same. And when my older brother got married, he had to spend we didn't have to he chose to spend half of the day with his wife's family and then they would so it just wasn't the same and then my sister got married and every other year she goes to spend thanksgiving with her husband's family and my little brother got married and he doesn't spend thanksgiving with us anymore and so i had some grief and sadness for that and it's a bummer and we also have to be mindful and respectful in the fact that these people are creating their own family systems and there's a lot to balance there. So it's never going to be what it was growing up. And I think that's something that in new relationships, you also have to agree that we're never going to have the same holiday seasons break up like we used to, because now we have more people that we're going to want to be with more people that want to be with us. And we're going to have to have a lot of compromising, which is what we talked about. I think this weekend when I was just like, I want to make sure we're spending equal time with everybody this year. That's important to us. And we have to also think about what this is going to look like in the future because I don't want there to be an expectation that we'll be driving all over Tennessee every uh, single no, holiday. It, yeah, I mean, it, it just based on circumstances, we'll, you know, yeah. it will have to change just to, to suit everybody. You know, and going back to what you said about, you know, it's never going to be what it was. I mean, I think we all kind of have a nostalgic longing mm-hmm. feeling for especially around the magical time of the holidays for what we remember as kids and and that's that can be that's hard kind of hard to 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 let go but um and for our parents things change yeah i oh, think yeah. that's really tough also because we're moving on and doing something more exciting not more exciting but like the, <laughs> i think that change can be exciting for everybody but this is like a new adventure for us and it can feel like a loss to parents because we're, we're, like I said, we're leaving that system and we're creating our own. So I think that's where we get to be really mindful of others of, okay, this is, this is hard for me, but I have this shiny new thing in front of me and it might be a little bit different kind of hard for other parts of our family. Yeah. But I mean, and again, some parents will take it differently than others, yeah. but I'm sure some of them realize, this is what exactly what we did, you know, yeah. back, you know, however many years ago. So, you know, I hope they can kind of see and understand that. And yeah. there might be a little sadness still, but I think they understand kind of starting your own journey. Yeah. Okay. So hopefully a little bit of that was helpful to some of y'all who might be in similar situations, whether you are maybe in my spot that I was in a couple of years ago when it just felt like things kept changing for everybody else and not for you. And it just felt like a loss and a loss and another loss. Or if you're in the spot that I'm in now where it's like, oh, I don't know how to navigate this new space where I have to think of myself a lot. I finally get the choice. I have this choice to think of myself now. And I don't really know what to do with that because you used to just go along and do what your parents said. And there is an important 
aspect of creating traditions and expectations with your partner that are outside of that family of origin. And I was going to say earlier that if you cannot tell, I don't know if you can tell, but Patrick is, he has not identified this himself, but I'm pretty sure you're a nine on the Enneagram. Sure. Yeah. He's not as well versed in the Enneagram as I am. You tell me I'm a nine, so I guess I'm a nine. Which I know if anybody's listening, you're probably like, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to type people. I totally understand. Patrick is never going to take this test or read the book. So from what I know, I have, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can listen to that. But he is somebody who very much looks at what's best for everybody else before he's going to look at what's best for him. And I'm somebody who a lot of times has done the opposite where I'm looking at myself and then I'm I'm like, what's going to be the most fun and the most exciting. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I have to think about other people and what actually is best for me. And so that makes for a really good, I think, match and making and having these conversations because you can be a, a voice of reason a lot of times. However, if you do know any nines, they don't always do the best at sticking up for themselves. And so you get lost in the mix of that. Do you feel that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it, and again, I'm maybe it's because I'm a nine. I'm very easygoing. So like things, yeah. things don't bother me too often. So I, a lot of times I'm happy to make. We'll do a whole episode on the Enneagram because you weren't born this way. It is how you your personality was created as a response to how to survive in whatever system you're in. So you've developed this personality of being easygoing because there probably was a lot of stuff happening growing up for you. There was a lot, like you said, there's a lot of places. I had to learn how to go for, with the flow. And there's a lot of stuff going on in my family, but I was more fighting for attention than <laughs> anything else. And so, yeah, that's something that I feel like I've pushed at you a lot being, I want you to have an opinion and stick up for, and and think about yourself more and where I need to be a little softer and, and be mindful of other people's as well. I'm making myself sound real selfish. <laughs> You're like, yeah, and it's accurate. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, okay. So in closing, I would like you in the holiday spirit, which this is more of a Thanksgiving episode <laughs> because it's coming out on Thanksgiving. But can you share with us your favorite Christmas gift that you've ever gotten in your life? Of course. And who is it from? Uh, it was from Santa and <laughs> it was a camcorder uh, that I got probably when I was uh, 12, maybe 11, 11 or 12. Where are the videos? Oh, they exist. Did you do like talk shows and stuff? I don't know if talk shows, a uh, big, uh, big crocodile hunter guy. <laughs> um, so me and my cousin Nick would film us going down to the creek and kind of just like wading in the water and stuff Stop like that it. Yeah. okay oh yeah that's so funny i i've told you this but me and my best friend from uh high school and middle school emily would make home videos all the time and mm-hmm. we did talk shows we had a band that we would perform we did like it was back when made was really popular on mtv so we'd yep. have a couple episodes of made <laughs> <laughs> we did true life me and emily didn't go to like our eighth grade dance or something like that. And instead we went to her house and filmed an episode of true life. I'm going to my eighth grade dance, but we didn't go. And we just like, 
<laughs> so that's oh the kind of kid God. I was. It's like we were made from each other from the start. Do you have those videos? Somewhere? Emily has them, yeah. Okay. Um, we could totally those. get those out. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's Boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas anytime I wear them or I get a new pair. They feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Well, that's where Express Employment Professionals comes into play. And if you work with them, that's exactly what you're going to get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert that you can trust. And they never charge a fee to help you with your job search. Just go to expresspros.com to find an office near you. Or you can even download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. So whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. So for the third thing I'm sharing, I tried to pick one, but I can't, I just couldn't do that. I'm sharing two 
super, super, super easy dessert recipes that you can make at any time. I'm making them around the holidays, but these are also things that I make year round. The first one is quite literally the easiest dessert I have ever made in my life that people become so impressed by. And I don't know what it's called, so I'm just going to call it the Cool Whip Chips Ahoy dessert. But all it is is layering Chips Ahoy cookies that you dip in milk and then you layer them in a bowl and then you put a layer of Cool Whip and then you dip Chips Ahoy cookies in milk layer them in a bowl, then another layer of Cool Whip. And you do that over and over and over until you fill up whatever bowl, pan, dish you're using. And I like to make it either really early in the day or the day before, because the more the like cookies get to be, this might sound gross to you, but the more the cookies get to be mushy, the better that they are. It's like having a soggy cookie and milk. It is so good. It might sound weird. I'm telling you, it is amazing. So all you need is milk, Chips Ahoy cookies and Cool Whip. And that's the Cool Whip you find in the freezer. You have to let it thaw. I learned the hard way that if you aren't patient and let your Cool Whip thaw, it'll get all weird and it won't spread correctly. So I will even post a video of me making this on my Instagram at cat.defada because I'm actually bringing this to Thanksgiving dinner with my family this year. So layer of cookies dipped in milk, layer of Cool Whip, layer of cookies dipped in milk, layer of Cool Whip, all the way to the top. Store it in the fridge. I'm telling you guys, game changer. Also, if you make it in a clear container, it looks really cool from the outside. The second recipe I wanted to share with you is a recipe that I got from my mom that she got from the Pioneer Woman, and it's just a skillet blackberry cobbler. Again, so easy. This requires a little bit more work. It's one and a fourth cups of sugar, one cup of flour, one cup of butter, one cup of whole milk, one and a half teaspoons baking powder, half a teaspoon salt, three cups of blackberries. That's it. You mix it all together, put it in a skillet. If you don't have a skillet, you can probably just use any baking dish. Put it in the oven at 350 for an hour. I double my recipe, which depending on what size pan you're using, you might too. And it's a really simple recipe to double. So it might take a little bit longer for you to cook. But oh my goodness gracious, it is so good. And you sprinkle sugar on the top of it, put some ice cream on it. It is amazing. Also makes a really good breakfast because it's kind of like a blackberry muffin, you know? So super easy. I will link the actual recipe to that in the show notes of this episode if you want to make that for your family. Okay, and for the fourth thing, we are talking about body image around the holidays. This can be a really tough time for people who struggle with body image, who struggle with um, any kind of eating disorder or disordered eating. And so I think it's really important to take some time and space to talk about that and remind us some truths about our body. And what is true about our body is it's allowed to ebb and flow. It isn't a static block. It's not a statue. It's not meant to be and look and stay the same our entire lives. And it's supposed to shift. It's supposed to change. And sometimes those shift and shifts and changes can actually represent really wonderful, positive, special moments and experiences that we've had. It's the whole idea of aging, right? So we've made aging seem 
as if it's a bad thing versus maybe these wrinkles or my gray hair or whatever signs of aging that I show within my body could be a testament to the wonderful life that I lived or the time that I've spent here or the fact that my body is still continuing to work. There's so many things in that, but that's just an example where we have kind of demonize these very, very natural, normal experiences that our bodies are meant to have and sent us the message that they shouldn't happen. And the same with the fluctuations with our body and what it looks like around different times of year and different times in our lives. And when we're enjoying different kinds of foods, I know the holidays bring a lot of new foods and not a lot of more celebration around foods that we aren't usually set up with that we don't usually bump into around different times of the year. And when we're enjoying different foods or meals or spending more time celebrating with food and maybe spending more time celebrating versus our normal structured routine, maybe our bodies change a little bit and maybe that's okay. Like let's, I want to put out this idea that maybe it's okay that our bodies shift and change during the holiday season. I find it really interesting how we always associate shifts in our weight as if we did a bad thing. And when I say shifts in our weight, I'm really talking about here when we notice that our bodies might be trending up or something looks like it has become larger because we glamorize smaller in our culture. And I don't know that that necessarily always has to be the case. What if these shifts and these changes represent something that was a very positive experience? Just like we have had this new wave of looking at how our bodies change as women get pregnant and give birth as that is a sign of creating life. What if certain changes in our bodies were signs of enjoying time spent with family and allowing ourselves to engage and have experiences that at some points in our lives, we wouldn't have let us ourselves do. And what I'm not saying here is that one meal, because this is another whole tangent I could go off of is how one meal is not going to change our bodies long term. It might feel that way, but no long term shifts in what our bodies look like is going to come from eating one meal that's outside of a norm. But that's not really what I'm talking about here. I'm not talking about, oh, you eat one cookie and your body shifts dramatically. And maybe that's a sign of you being able to eat one of your grandmother's cookies. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the whole season, right? There's, it's, it's November and December, maybe into January. We have this season of celebrations and different kinds of foods and time off and rest and reprieve. And so that's what I'm talking about here is the combination of all the experiences we're having during the holidays, because we should allow ourselves to have more than one celebration during the holidays versus I'm going to just be able to give myself one night or one food or one break, we want ourselves to enjoy the masses of what the holidays bring. And if you slow down and allow for flexibility in what you eat, in your schedule, and what types of movements you're doing in order to spend quality time with family that you love, in order to relax, and in order to enjoy a very special time of year, maybe it is okay that your body fluctuates in that. The reality is that when we settle back into our routines, then our bodies are going to do what they need to do. And this is where I see us really struggle with the ability to trust that our bodies know what they're doing. Because we have glamorized certain body types, 
we have sent the message that everybody should look a certain way. And if you don't look that way, then maybe there's something wrong with you. Maybe there's something wrong with your body and you need to take control of that by following this plan that has nothing to do with what your actual body needs. And the truth is our bodies are really good at taking care of us. And when we return to our normal structure of life, our normal schedule, the the normal, I hate to use this word because I feel like diet culture has kind of ripped it away from us as a joke. But when we turn to our normal lifestyle, our bodies are, are most likely going to return to the set points that our individual bodies need to be at to function optimally. And we don't get to choose those set points, which is why diet culture's glamorization of certain body types is really, really dangerous. Our bodies will not gain and hold on to unnecessary weight that it doesn't need to function properly unless we are engaging in dysfunctional behaviors long-term or there is some medical condition that we are not aware of at the moment. If we are treating our bodies with kindness and if our bodies are in good health, then there is no need for us to go in and take control of a system that actually works pretty well. We have to trust that our bodies know what they are doing. It is okay for our bodies to do their thing. I look back on the years that I was very restrictive with food and I don't look at those times with a lot of joy and pride. I'm not proud of my ability to withhold food and experiences that I wanted from myself because I wanted my body to look a certain way or because I had created this relationship of distrust with my body. I feel a lot of sadness and I feel that sadness because I was so out of control, even though it looked like I was very in control. I was so out of control that I wasn't able to allow myself to eat one of my grandmother's homemade sugar cookies that I grew up having and watching her make and being excited about, let alone I wasn't allow, I couldn't allow myself to engage in multiple experiences around the holidays that would have brought a lot of joy and really amazing memories into my life. My grandma that made those sugar cookies that I used to love, I still love, and I wish I had the recipe, she's not here anymore. And so I don't get to go back and have them this year. And for some of you that might feel silly or small, but to me it feels really big because my values were so out of whack because of diet culture. And because of diet culture's attempt to profit off of me and everybody else that lives in this culture, they convinced me to believe that the size of my pants is more important than the experiences I was having and was more important than being able to have joyful memories and, and be present with the people that I love. And that's what that inability for me to eat one of my grandma's cookies really represents is a loss I experienced because of that. So my encouragement to anyone listening who might struggle with body image or an eating disorder or disordered eating is that it's okay to enjoy yourself in this season. It is okay if your body changes this season or in any season because the people that you want in your corner want to be present with you, not your ideal body or not the ideal body that diet culture says that you should have. And I want to give permission for you to give permission to let that person show up. And I could talk about this stuff for hours. I'm not going to do that because this podcast does not need to be hours. Instead, I'm going to direct you to my podcast, You Need Therapy, because I have multiple episodes about body image and eating disorders and diet culture on there. And I actually recently put an episode up 
actually yesterday came up five things to remember on Thanksgiving that talks more about ED related things, body image related things that come up specifically during Thanksgiving, during meal related holidays, during, you know, family related holidays that specifically speaks to this time of year. So feel free to head there and give those a listen if you want some more truth around this time of year. I will link the episode from yesterday and a couple episodes that you might find interesting in the show notes of this episode. And again, what I really, really want you guys to hear this holiday season is that it's okay if our bodies shift and we're allowed to trust them and we're allowed to enjoy ourselves and be present and love our bodies at the same time. I think that's a very kind, respectful thing to do for ourselves, allow ourselves to show up and allow ourselves to live a life where we can look back and really be excited and proud of the experiences that we allowed ourselves to have. I want to thank you guys again for letting me come in and do a little podcast takeover for Amy. And if you are new to me, a little reminder that I also co-host The Fifth Thing with Amy on Tuesdays, and I really enjoy those episodes. They've become really fun, and you never know what you're going to get with those. So if you aren't a, a normal listener to The Fifth Thing, I highly recommend it. It comes out every single Tuesday. If you aren't a listener of You Need Therapy, I would love you to come listen to You Need Therapy on Monday and Wednesdays with me. Mondays are my normal episodes. Wednesdays are my couch talk episodes episodes where I answer questions that listeners send to me and you can send those to Catherine at uneedtherapypodcast.com. If you would like to find me on social media, my handle is at cat.defada and my podcast handle is at uneedtherapypodcast. I'm going to leave you guys with a spin on how I end every single one of my episodes and that is that I hope you guys have or had the Thanksgiving that you need to have. Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.